You know what y'all need? Y'all need a mindset shift. Stop crying about Amber and think about the ATP. A mindset shift. Speaking of the ATP, I would love some ATPs. Friday, ATP Day. Ask the Pros brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash pros. Submit your question and listen later on when I might answer one of yours. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Shams joins me next segment. We will talk to him about the NBA at the All-Star break. Looking forward to that. I want to talk some more football. Now, I saw this story pop up yesterday. Instantly started laughing my ass off. Not because I have a problem with the story. Not at all. But I knew somebody who would. I knew somebody would have a big problem with this story. That's somebody being the big head, big mouth himself, James Kelly. And the story being Frisco fan. That your new vacant defensive coordinator job could possibly go to, well, Big Head's adopted stepbrother, Lobster JR, created this vacancy, I back up, when he fired Steve Wilkes. Remember, Steve Wilkes was in a Super Bowl. His team played lights out for a half. They looked like they were going to win the Super Bowl, didn't. And then this dude got broken off. I mean, on the surface, pretty cold-blooded. Like, this guy had to win the Super Bowl to keep his job. And then even then, I wonder if, had they won the Super Bowl, if Lobster JR would have broken him off anyway. Either way, that's neither here nor there because, Frisco fan, you didn't win. So check out this PFT headline from Mike Florio. Headline read, quote, Some think... Brandon Staley will land in San Francisco as next defensive coordinator. A Frisco fan. I have a reaction to that. You know what my reaction is, Frisco fan? (laughs) Frisco fan. I'm sorry, but that is hilarious. I mean, that is hilarious. It makes sense to me. But nonetheless, utterly hilarious for a few reasons. Starting with, if you've heard our weekly Big Head Bet segment that we've been doing now for over four years, there are a few things that you know about this cat, the Big Head. Number one, he has an enormous cranium. Number two, he washes cars and dogs as part of his side hustle. Yes, cars and dogs. Three. James Kelly hates most things in life. It's not a good way to go through life. I don't support that. He just does. And it's getting worse over time. He used to be a pretty good dude. Now he's mostly hateful. And I don't mean hate like hate, hate. I mean hate in a way that it's not healthy, but it's not dangerous, if you know what I mean. Not hate, hate. And I'll get, I'll show what I mean in a minute. Now, how about this? Hate strong. He dislikes most things in life. That's a better way to put it. And number four, most importantly, he does love a few things. He loves and is obsessed with the Shanahan family. 
starting with the guy that he considers the godfather of the sport himself, former Rat Family member and lobster, Mike Shanahan. The patriarch of the fam. Not his fam, our fam, the Rat Fam. But I had a ban on that for years, so don't go there. He's equally obsessed with the guy that he considers his stepbrother, Kyle Shanahan. That's all you need to know about the big head, James Kelly. That's all you need to know about the big head to know the big head. Oh, one more thing. For some reason, this dude cannot stand former Chargers head coach Brandon Staley. I mean, head. Unreasonable much? Have you ever met him? Have you ever spoken to him? What do you have against this guy? I don't even know what it is. Again, that's him, not me. That's Big Head, not me. He can't stand Staley. Now, let me take a beat. You know, it's, it's probably not fair to say that he dislikes everything. Because in addition to his unadulterated love of all things Shanahan... James Kelly also will go to the mat for Josh Allen. We know this. He loves Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Jim. Maybe Joe Burrow, too. But then we all love Joe Burrow. Oh, oh, and Rex Lee and Micah Parsons, because Big Head thinks that both those dudes dunked on me. Yeah. Well, is that a question? Which he loves. (laughs) Although, although... The English language dunks on his ass all day, every day, from the second he wakes up. Ain't that right, head? Ain't that right, head? Your grammar's bitch, brother. Anyway. Brother, brother. Anyway, this dude, for some reason, cannot stand Brandon Staley. How it got so personal, I have no idea. I'm not saying that Staley was the second coming of Don Coryell with the Chargers. Or even Marty Schottenheimer. But damn, head. Every single week... You were coming on this program. You were going in on this dude for something, for anything, for everything. Surprise, surprise, mother bleepers, but Brandon Staley's defense looked terrible and blew another second-half lead. What's the best remedy for an ass offense? Lining up against a Brandon Staley-led defense. But I have to be fair here and ask what is worse than a Big Mike-led offense. It's a Brandon Staley-led defense. But, of course, any defense coached by Brandon Staley's is on equal footing of Asri, to put it kindly. I mean, this is how this went week after week after week after week. Why do I, why do I mention that? That's why it's so hilarious that Staley could end up with the Niners. You want to talk about your jungle karma. Should this actually happen, I will be the very first one to say, Hey, head. Tell Jungle Karma how its ass tastes. You see, Big Head, I am a big believer in you get what you put out in this world. And you absolutely, without hesitation, deserve this, Head. All of it. Because all you do is put out Brandon Staley hate. Brandon Staley needs to be your D coordinator of your fam's defense. Now, this has to happen. Now, Frisco fan, don't come in here, Frisco fan, and get after me and say, hey, Rome, don't let that big head illiterate freak speak for all of us and don't punish us for his polter-like gas towards Brandon Staley. See, the thing is, Frisco fan, I actually get it. You actually don't. For the record, I want to be so clear on this. 
I want to be so clear on this. I know so often you hear what you want to hear and not what I actually say. Can I repeat that? So often you actually hear what you want to hear and not what I actually say. So listen to what I'm about to say. I want to be very clear on this. I do want them to hire Brandon Staley to piss off Big Head. I really do. But honestly, Frisco fan, I would not hate that hire at all. I'm serious. This is not an anti-Brandon Staley house. I like the dude. Now, did his time as head coach of the Chargers go as planned? Of course not. We all know this. And yes, him being a defensive guru, allegedly, and his defense being the biggest reason why he took a big dump in his pants in L.A. is pretty rich. I'll give you that. And Frisco fan... If you don't do your homework, you probably think that going from Steve Wilkes to Brandon Staley is unthinkable. Like, you can't even believe that, right, Frisco fan? And on that point, if you didn't do your homework, I'd agree with you. That is pretty unbelievable. Like, what are we doing here, Lobster JR? We're firing Wilkes to hire Stanley? What am I doing here? Staley, I mean. What are we doing? I mean, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? And, and you would doing? be pissed, like, Frisco fan. And that what would be hilarious to me. Just like the big head's going to be pissed. But Staley to me, this is when we actually talk logic. Staley to me would be a good hire. This is why Lobster JR apparently is thinking about it. I agree with him. He would be a good hire as D coordinator. He knows the Niner defensive system. Steve Wilkes did not. Staley would be a good fit. Wilkes was not. He never fully got acclimated to it or implemented it the way that Kyle wanted it. Furthermore, to make an argument for Staley, Vic Fangio, one of the best defensive minds of this generation, called Staley, quote, special. That's high praise. Also, he did coach under Fangio for three years before one of the smartest offensive minds of this generation, Sean McVay, scooped him up to make him his D coordinator. Remember, he ran off another very well-respected defensive mind, Wade Phillips, in order to hire Staley. Hey, big head, and all you Brandon Staley haters, how good was his Rams defense in 2020? Number one, good enough to get him a head coaching job. And number two, The best in the NFL. That's how good. First in points, first in yards per play. So this actually makes sense. And yes, he would be calling the plays for the defense. So do not ask Staley about that if he gets that gig. You can stop asking that question. And it's not like this guy is going to be waving Kyle's offense back onto the field on their own 26-yard line, on fourth down, well up seven, and having them go for it. So stop with that, too. Lobster JR will still be the coach. And to be fair, I'll bet you Brandon even knows the OT rules in the postseason. Just saying, and he could be a help there. But I know. I know that I'm not taking some of you off that anti-Staley sentiment. Frisco fan! And I'm certainly not talking the big head off it. What, he's going to all of a sudden stop hating on this guy? No. Which is why I am 100% rooting for it to happen. And I don't root. But I am here. Hey, big head. 
This is what you get, yo. You better watch yourself now. There are consequences for your action and your energy and your vibe and for what you put out into the universe. Keep it up, yo. Keep it up. Keep it up. And not only will your adopted family hire Brandon Staley as D.C., but the first thing Brandon might do is add Joe Woods to his staff. And then Bob Sutton. And then Ed Donatel and all the other dudes that you rage about during big head bets. I'm telling you, dude, watch yourself. Yeah, all right, all right, I get it, Jim. I get it. I get it. It's Friday. How long are you going to keep dragging us, Rome? Hey, hey, Rome, it's Frisco fan. How long are you going to keep dragging us? I'll tell you how long. When you stop making news, this is not a troll job. It's not. Hey, but you want to know what a troll job is? It's what Marshawn Lynch did a couple of days back in Vegas. Hey, Frisco fan, check this out. Hey, Frisco fan. He rolled video on you, Frisco fan, and said right to your face, bleep you. He confirmed that you were a Frisco fan, and then Marshawn said, bleep you. You Marshawn, baby. You a Niner fan? Yes, sir. You? Are you a 49er okay. fan? Yes, oh. I am. You? Hey, Marshawn. Marshawn. Go. 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 Are you a 49er fan? Absolutely. You? Yeah. I'm kidding. We want this. Uh-huh. Are you a 49er fan? Uh-huh. You? <laughs> Marshawn. Are you a 49er fan? That's a troll job oh, yeah. right there. I'm not you? trolling. I'm just talking about your team <laughs> from a new standpoint. Marshawn was rolling around Vegas looking for 49er fans so he could say bleep you to their face. 49er man. Are you 49er fan? Bleep you. You. There you go. Hey, big head. I hope this happens. For your sake. Have fun with that. It all comes back, big head. All comes back. When we come back, we're talking NBA. Hey, Niner fan, what do you make of that? If you're rational, you'll understand it's actually a pretty good idea, which is why Lobster JR reportedly is entertaining it. Did you know that one in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery free of charge. If your battery needs to be replaced, their professional parts people can help you find the best superstar battery for your vehicle and your budget. Make sure your vehicle is ready for the weather ahead by getting your battery tested for free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts, get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. We'll talk some NBA momentarily, but I want to get you up in here. You're kind of weak today. Kind of lame with it today. And I don't want to hear about, yeah, Rome, well, we're just not really into what you're talking about. Fine. Talk to me about what you want to talk about. Get up in here with a take. And be more proactive. Be so reactive. Keep be calling, proactive. Weaklings. Not keep calling, weaklings. Start calling. With some good takes. 
All right, as promised, we are joined right now, and I will get your phone calls in. We are joined right now by a senior insider for The Athletic and Stadium. Also co-host of Run It Back, which is seen on FanDuel TV. We are joined right now by Shams Sharania. Shams, great to have you on the show, man. How are you? Jim, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely honored to be on. I've been a, I, I am a big fan. I've been a big fan, so appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Shams, we should have done this much sooner. It's great to have you on. I'm really glad to have the opportunity. In fact, let me ask you, how you feeling, man? Are you ready for the All-Star break, or is there no break for a senior insider such as yourself? There, there's never a break, but obviously now with All-Star weekend being after the trade deadline, the trade deadline's come and gone, Super Bowl is, is out of the way. All eyes can, can just be on the, the festivities, whether, whether it comes rising stars, Saturday night events, three-point shootout, ch- skills challenge. You have Sabrina versus Steph. You have the dunk contest. And then, obviously, the all-star game on Sunday. So it, it used to be when I first started covering the league, trade deadline would be after all-star break, and that's what made all-star weekend really winter meetings for the whole league because agents, everyone, team executives, everyone would, would be on kind of edge going into All-Star Weekend because you don't know a guy could be traded and then the league changed the rules once DeMarcus Cousins got traded on uh, the day of the All-Star game. So, But for me, uh, definitely the phone never stops and, and you, you don't want it to stop. I, I hope I get a call while I'm on with you. That's it. Well, well actually, I hope you don't but maybe right afterwards. Hey, Shams, you know, the thing about that is, like, it's changed. You talked about what it was like when you broke in. I mean, you're paid to break news. You're paid to get scoops. You're really good at that, but you also have a show on FanDuel that is a really good watch. I had one of your co-hosts, Chandler Parsons, on my pod this week. Dude, I don't need to tell you this. This cat is a legend. He did the entire pod while playing 18 at Sherwood Country Club. Not only did he do it, but he kicked ass completely. How much fun do you have running running it back and doing that show with Chandler, Michelle Beadle, and Lou Williams on FanDuel? Just honestly, one of the biggest challenges in the best of ways of my life in terms of how early the show is. We set the tone. We set the, the conversation for the day when it comes to the NBA, 9 a.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, and, and it's just Michelle Beadle, a total pro. I didn't know her much before the show, but she's been – I couldn't think of another host for the show, how she quarterbacks it. Her, her, she's goofy at times. She's serious. She, she's able to, to find her way in terms of – the talking points, the conversations, she knows the gravity of every conversation. Chandler Parsons, I covered Chandler when he was playing. I, I, I can think about it now. When he signed to Dallas in 2014, 2015-ish, I went out, traveled to go do a sit-down interview with him. So me and him, our rapport goes, goes way back. And I, 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 unlike him, I can't be doing this interview with you, Jim, while I'm on, on the greens. Uh, he, he's just a one-of-one individual. Like you said, he's a legend. Um, I think what he brings to our show when it comes to having his own opinion and informed opinion, he played in the league for so long. He was a great player at his peak before injuries set in. So he's been an absolute, I mean, I've known him uh, for years now and I think our chemistry and our report has only gotten better. And this year we, we added Lou Williams, who in his own right, a legend, uh, three time, six man of the year, uh, long time, you know, one of the best scorers, definitely coming off the bench in league history. And what he's brought to our show is kind of like, I think him and Chandler have, have formed a great relationship, but Lou is able to just weave his way, and, and guys respect him. He's got such a great clout-level cachet around the league. So I just try to do my best part, but 
those three are absolute stars, and, and I'm, I'm just blessed and honored to be a part of it. Good for you, man. You get it. Shams joining us. So, Shams, let me ask you this. Like, I want to say, before I get to some of the bigger storylines at the break, but I'm going to say this is one of the bigger storylines at the break because it's not often you see an NBA player getting arrested for punching another player in the face before a game, but that's exactly what happened to Isaiah Stewart of the Pistons. The hell precipitated that, and then what's going to happen to Stewart? So November 5th in Detroit, both teams played Detroit and Phoenix, and that's in that game there was some back-and-forth gapping. And, and for whatever reason, it did extend into when these teams saw each other the other night in, in Phoenix. And I was told both Isaiah Stewart and Drew Eubanks were making their way into the arena, past the security, and that's when, according to, to direct sources that I've heard that have, that have witnessed the footage that's been sent to the league at this point, Basically, they got into a back-and-forth exchange words. They ended up getting chest-to-chest with each other, and Isaiah Stewart threw a punch to the mouth-face area of, of Drew Eubanks, and it, it led to, obviously, security and everyone separating them. And, and at that point, you know, Drew Eubanks, from what I'm told, he, he, he took the punch. He, he was pretty stone-cold about it, but police had to separate them. Police had to escort Isaiah Stewart out of the arena, and at this point, it's really – on local law and league investigations that are that have started, it's ongoing. It's active. The police did arrest Isaiah Stewart that night, um, charged him, gave him a citation for assault, and they've since released him. Obviously, that same night, uh, but the league is looking into it. From what I'm told, the, the police investigation, according to their release, it, it's it's ongoing. And for Isaiah Stewart, a couple of years ago, he had the incident with LeBron James. But this is a guy that's talented player. When I do talk to people about him, I've heard he's a very nice human being. So, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation that happened before a game uh, in Detroit. Obviously, one of the bottom-dwelling teams in the league uh, this season, just another you know, issue for them this season. How wild, wild situation. Shams, you mentioned LeBron, so let me ask you about that. I'll follow that up. He made history with his 20th All-Star selection, but I'm imagining most of the talk in Indy regarding LeBron's going to be about his future. The fact that Golden State tried to deal for him at the deadline suggests that once again, he's not happy. That, well, that and his hourglass emoji that he posted on social. How unhappy do you think he is this time? And what do the Lakers do to placate him this time? I think LeBron James's whole mentality is just trying to win and, and putting the Lakers in position to win. And if it meant going out at the, all, at the trade deadline and getting a DeJounte Murray or a player like that, I think that's something he wanted, uh, you know, from, from my sense and what we've seen from LeBron James, he wants the team to be as competitive uh, and upgrade as possible. And the Lakers, they didn't make a move at the deadline. They did get Spencer Dinwiddie, though. Uh, they, they, they have not lost since Spencer Dinwiddie's been inserted in the lineup. Uh, he's coming off, I believe, 10 points, 4 assists in Utah. You can see the impact that he's going to have coming off the bench. And they didn't have to give anything up to go get him. They got him as a free agent on a $1.5 million deal for the rest of the season. So for the Lakers, for Rob Palenka, that front office, they they felt like getting Spencer Dinwiddie on the buyout market was better than any trade they could make On the, you know that, that wasn't going to deplete them of either assets moving forward. This is a team that's going to have three first-round draft picks in the summer. They're going to have uh, multiple players that will hold value come summertime. And every team is going to ask about Austin Reeves. And that's inevitable. As they go superstar hunting this summer, um, I, I do think those conversations around the picks, around team desire for a guy like Austin Reeves, his value is only getting higher and higher with every passing season. 
Hmm. Shams, what about, moving along really quickly, I'm picking my spots here. Uh, congrats to Doc Rivers for doing a good enough job with the Bucks. It's hard to get to coach the Eastern Conference All-Star game, right? Or whatever that's all about. But that aside, dude, what was your reaction to them hiring him initially? And what do you make of them being 3-7 and seven after losing last night to the Grizz JV? Well, I think, and I, I wrote about in the in the aftermath in the athletic. But the, the firing of Adrian Griffin was really a long time coming. This is something that had been stemming. Um, the, the Bucks had been mulling it, considering it, thinking about it, really since the in season tournament in early December. That's around the time I reported on it. They began having, uh, you know, informal conversations with Doc Rivers to be a consultant to assist the organization to assist Adrian Griffin. And, and I think as the year went on, as December flipped to January, they really believed that this is a team that's championship or bust. And when you have Damian Lillard, when you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, they're trying to win a championship this season. John Horse, you know, went out, was active, made those big trades in the summer. And they're trying to win and compete now. And they felt getting rid of Adrian Griffin, bringing in Doc Rivers was going to give them the best opportunity to win now. Again, you've gone from Mike Budenholzer then you go get Adrian Griffin. Then you go get Doc Rivers. They're paying, I'm told, around $18 million for those three coaches this season. Doc Rivers is going to be making $11 million a year after this year for the next three years. So this is their group. This is what they have. Uh, I believe they're 3-7 and seven under Doc Rivers so far. Uh, you know, I, I will say they are better defensively. Every defensive stat, for the most part, they've, they've completely turned it around. But you've got to win. You've got to produce. And I, do, I, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. But so far... They have not clicked, I think, the way they hoped initially once they made the change. Hey, listen, I appreciate how aggressive they are. They know they've got that window. You've got a couple of guys, great, great players in their prime, and Middleton. I appreciate them going about it the way they are, but bringing Doc in, I'm not so sure about it. I wasn't then. I'm not now, and I'm not seeing anything that leads me to believe that that's going to change anytime soon. Shams, before you go, the association, it seems to me, is a hell of a lot more interesting when the Knicks matter, and it's a really a lot more interesting when Nick fan is juiced and in the street and yelling and doing what Nick fan does like this is good this is good for the league Nick fan Trey Young Trey Young looks like my dad's I I never saw my dad he still looks like I better not catch Trey and Dakeman. I better not catch Trey and Dakeman. Now, yo, give me a shot. I mean, who doesn't think the world's not better for that? So, they go into the break, Shams. They've lost four in a row. But do you think that they're built to make any kind of run in the Eastern Conference in the second half? A, a lot has to do with health, right? And, and we saw Jalen Brunson uh, tweak his ankle near the end of, of the first half of the season. We're hoping he's going to be okay. Julius Randle, what's his status look like? He's going to get reevaluated after the All-Star break. I think there's obviously a hope that he's going to be back this season, avoid surgery, time will tell. Um, but this is a group, if healthy, they can get Julius Randle back in and into the fold, they, they, they will, be, they will, have, they will have, have an opportunity to make noise. They're going to be right there. I, I don't know if this is a championship team yet. We, we have to see this team in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, they got out of the first round last year, and they've only gotten better and better with each passing year. So I don't know if that's second round or that's conference finals, but this team – clearly has potential uh, to do better than they did last year. Hey, Shams, one last thought really quickly. I appreciate the time. You mentioned the phrase championship team. When the Clippers, and they hit the All-Star break at 36-17, and 17, when they brought in James Harden, personally I thought that he'd have his fat suit at the ready and that he'd be rocking it by now. I could not have been more wrong. Are they a championship team in your mind, potentially, this year? 
No question. I think the Clippers have to be one of the front runners. I mean, we think about both conferences. You have Milwaukee, you have Boston in the East, maybe, you know, potentially Philadelphia if Joel Embiid gets back on the floor, uh, you know, late March, early April. And I think out West, you have to look at teams like Denver, the Clippers, you have to throw the Lakers in there, um, you know, Phoenix, Minnesota, OKC. Um, you know, I, I think those are really the teams that, that you have to have to look at. And, and definitely, I, w- I would I would certainly throw the Clippers in there. They've been arguably the best team in the league ever since um, they, they, they got James, you know, ever since the new year and they put James Harden in the starting lineup and Russell Westbrook off the bench. I've been to several Clippers games this year. The impact Russell Westbrook has, the spark plug has been noticeable. And James Harden, I mean, he's, he's the exact game-managing, scoring, point guard, lethal point guard that they've needed for the last several years. So this is a team of Kawhi Leonard, Paul George stay healthy. If James Harden's healthy, Russell Westbrook's healthy, they will have a chance at winning a championship. Dude, I lied. Really quickly, you just said they're sparked by having Russell Westbrook off the bench. What about Clay Thompson coming off the bench and doing what he did last night? Do you think that will keep up? And what do they look like if they bring him off the bench in the second half? Well, if they win, I think everyone's going to be happy. I, I don't, I, I, from what I'm talking, I don't, I, you're never going to be happy if you're Clay Thompson, you know, coming off the bench in that situation. He's a guy that started his whole career, has won championships there, all NBA, all star caliber player. Um, and now to be coming off the bench, I don't think that's something that he envisioned, but he's obviously willing to sacrifice for wins. And, and, and yeah, I mean, if he, he showed last night that he can still produce at a very, very high level. And we'll see if that translates to the second half. Covered a lot of ground. Shams, I had to, though, right? It's been a long time waiting or coming for you to come on the show. We finally got you on. I appreciate you. Great job. And the show on FanDuel is a great watch. I really appreciate it, man. Great talking to you, Shams. Thank you so much. Jim, appreciate you, man. Thank you. Appreciate you, dude. Well done. He's the co-host of Run It Back on FanDuel TV. I want to remind you that podcast that I talked to him about, if you have not dialed in, Chandler Parsons for episode 301 of the Jim Rohn podcast. He did the entire interview while playing 18 at Sherwood. And it's it's just awesome. So you want to check that out. And Shams is also a senior insider for The Athletic and Stadium. So he's pushing a lot of content. All right, we'll take a break. You can react to any of that. I would say we're open the rest of the way. Not open, open, but we have done the interviews that we were setting setting out to do. Now you do your job. I've got more things I want to get to, but I'm looking for you to step it up. You're kind of laying out. You're kind of passive. You're not really doing your thing today, especially after such a big day yesterday, clones. 1-800-636-8686. Something I want to talk about, too. Baseball. The commissioner. Rob Manford. Doing Rob Manford things, man. This dude... He is either the greatest troll in the history of the world or the most out-of-touch dude in the history of the world. ARF, for sure. And I think I know the answer. I will get into this. Also, something else I posted. Jack Savage. Jack Savage. He's proud of his pop. John Savage. Who is beginning his 20th year as the head baseball coach at UCLA, which is awesome. That's legendary. Jack's like, man, I'm proud of my pop. I'm like, damn right you are, dude. You better be. And you better be thankful for what he's done for you. I have this conversation with Logan Rome all the time. You better be proud of your old man. And you better be thankful for what he's done. Anyway, you know what I hate? I hate Mount Rushmore smack. 
to me, it is so lazy. It's like the worst sports talk there is. Hey, who do you have on your Mount Rushmore? So what did I do? I posted my Mount Rushmore of college baseball coaches on X. Go there to find it. Jack, you should be proud of Pops. Great baseball man. 20 years at UCLA. Man, that is impressive as hell. All right, with that in mind, go to the X platform because I'm going to be spending a lot of time there soon. Like every day, streaming soon enough. More details on that soon. First up, though, here's a sports update. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. If you like using debit over credit, don't you think it's time that you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everybody with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Going back to Jimmy G getting suspended for a couple of games. Romeo, I was caught with performance enhancers, but my performance wasn't enhanced. Signed Jimmy G. String collector. V in the fee. Like, I don't even know why this guy needs to cheat. Now, those close to him would probably say he's not trying to cheat. He was trying to use medication, and I'm not exactly sure what it was. Maybe he was trying to use medication that he was allowed to use if he had clearance. Whatever it is, he got suspended. Whatever it was, he did not follow the proper protocol. And why not? I mean, look at this guy's life. One, he won the DNA, or not the DNA, but the genetic lottery. Look at the guy. Like the most handsome guy there is. Ask Salty Sarah, she'll tell you. So he wins that lottery. Then he kind of wins like a football sort of lottery because let's face it, he's not great. He's just not great. By any metric, he's not great. Yet somehow, some way, he ends up in great situations. He falls forward. He makes just enough plays to make to win just enough games and gets paid crazy money. I mean, the guy's made like what? 120 mil in his career? Actually, to be fair, I looked it up. 148. 148 million. million. No, not a million. 148 million. And to do what? And he's only 32. So this scam that he's running should continue once he comes off of suspension. So why do you even need to cheat if you're that guy? He's living a charm life. I mean, he's not even beating out never worse. Never mind has-beens, but never worse. But his banked 148 mil. I'm telling you. He's doing something right. Because I don't really know what he's doing, but he's getting over and over and over and over and falling forward and getting paid. 
And if worse comes to worse, he still looks like that. Over, and he's over, probably got over and over and over. 75 mil in the bank. Over and over and over and over. Parody Larry. Wow, Larry. Dear Jim, if the big head became an NFL kicker, I'll bet his name would be changed to James Grammar Tika. Larry, that is embarrassing, even for you, dude. Like, right when I think that you can't embarrass yourself anymore, Lawrence, that. Here's an update to what I was talking about. So Garoppolo also has an 11.25 million base salary guarantee for the 2024 season that now can be voided because of the suspension. Now, I'm not sure what they were going to do with him anyway, with that number. However, they don't have to pay it necessarily because of this suspension. So whatever he did, whatever mistake he made, or whatever he got caught doing, may have just cost him 11 and a quarter mil. This is a big effing deal. In other words, Mark Davis is having a great effing day. Matt Bullcutt's got to be like, well, wait a minute. He's suspended? That means we don't have to pay him, right? That's exactly what that might mean, Mike. If Al, if Al were here, he'd be, hey, Junior, Mike, that's what's known as found money. Lots of it. Hey, Mike, remember when you were a kid and I went to Irwindale and I said, hey, 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 Irwindale, we, we actually would think about moving there. Scratch me a check for $10 million as a deposit. Remember that, Mike? You know damn well I never had any intention of going to Irwindale. Remember, Mike, when I got that check and it cleared and they started to dig that big hole? And then it finally became clear to them that they were Irwindale and I was never going to go there? And that hole just stayed in that ground for years? Remember that, Mike? Damn, Jimmy. Dude, nobody ever accused you of being a rocket scientist. But come on, man. And I know you've made a lot of money, but 11 mil, check it, 11.25 is still 11.25. It's a lot of G-strings, dude. Hey, Rome, the Bay Area heard rumors that Robert Sala knows his days are numbered as head coach of the Jets and may return as Niners D.C. Mike and Snowbird. Mike, stop listening to kooks. Now, now you have your new brand, Mike, and I don't like it. Your brand has gone from whack conspiracy theorist just making crap up. Stop doing it. Robert Sala's not going to leave the Jets because Kook. he knows they're not happy with him so he can take the D coordinator job once again for the Niners. That's, he's not going Chip Kelly. He's not doing that. Nobody is quitting an NFL head coaching job. To take a coordinator's job. Nobody. 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 And not Sala. If you read that piece in The Athletic, that dude actually was paranoid about losing his job. 
He wants to keep the job. He's not going to leave before Aaron Rodgers comes back so he could be the D coordinator of the Niners. Nobody looks good in that. Eric in the South Side writes, Jim, I'm living in Frankfurt, Illinois. I've never met Nick Algretti, but I'm not surprised how he just showed up. Energetic, authentic, grateful, and passionate about everything in his life. He did show up great. I've never spoken to him before. He was great. Loved it. Loved that conversation. I'm telling you, there's certain things that I know on this show. If I interview somebody who either attends or went to Notre Dame, it's going to be a good interview. It just always is. If I interview an offensive lineman, and you don't hear them very often, generally they don't want to make it about themselves. Now, as the landscape has changed and more and more guys have platforms, they're opening up. It used to be you could never, ever talk to an offensive lineman. It was almost like against the rules because they didn't want to make it about themselves. They prided themselves as being in the trenches and doing the dirty work and not making it about themselves. But whenever I spoke to one, I was always blown away by how good they were. But then not really. Again, it's a highly technical position. You have to be smart to play the offensive line. Yeah, I know, clones. This is where you start looking for dumb people to send me a dumb email from. Don't do it. That guy obviously was very bright and had tremendous gratitude, was very authentic, and that was a great conversation. You know who doesn't have great energy and who's not really authentic? The commissioner of baseball. I think I'm going to get into that. In fact, I know I'm going to get into that when we come back. Still waiting on you clones. We're doing our job. Why are you not doing yours? And resetting rat family members is not doing your job. Do better. <laughs> 